in the words of Beyonce, question, how erotic is this erotic thriller? My question is, you say he's a hitman. Do you mean that he's an assassin or someone who has released a lot of very big pop songs? I'm going to start talking to just try and stop Damien from speaking. And yeah, I've got three episodes left. Uh, what am I going to do? Like, actually, seriously, what am I going to do? Is there a support group I can join? A support group, if you will. Rachel Vice, Rachel Vice. This podcast was recorded remotely and contains adult themes and language. Hello, oh, oh hello. <laughs> There's a reason I stopped there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here he is. Look. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He was there and then he left. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Well, we're recording, so we'll start. Hello and welcome yeah. to Hello and welcome to TV DNA The Watchlist. My name's Adam Henning and I've been joined by Grace Chapman. Grace Chapman. Hello. <laughs> and Damien Cooper. I says my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> there was about a 30 second delay then. Um, hello, Damien. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. A bit of a chaotic start to this week's watch list. Boost <laughs> <laughs> the change. Indeed, indeed. We're going to be talking this week about Obsession and about Colin from Accounts, plus what else we've been watching, what's coming soon, and some TV news. Uh, let's kick off, though, with Grace Chapman. What have you been watching? I started with Obsession. Should we kick into that? Let's do it. I've only watched the first episode. So I'm intrigued. It's uh, it's a really fucked up story, and I'm here for that. <laughs> Do you want to explain what makes it so? Yeah. yeah, so Obsession is a new show out on Netflix, which uh, from the first episode, it's essentially the story of a sort of world-leading doctor, would we say, or surgeon, who, well, <laughs> it's not much of a spoiler, really, but uh, kind of, well, he meets his son's new girlfriend. And let's just say things start to spiral from there but it's pretty it's I would call it like would you say like a a dark erotic thriller yeah I think that's definitely a good way of describing it <laughs> in the words of Beyonce question how how erotic is this erotic thriller because I've read reviews that said that it leaves a lot of viewers pretty cold well having only watched the first episode I would say already I can tell if a sex scene is coming up, it could be either good or really, really bad. And that's the knife edge that we're going to live on. <laughs> I think it deals with the sex in, in quite a tasteful way. Like it, it, it depicts an odd sexual relationship between these two people who become obsessed with each other. I'm only two episodes in, so I've only watched one more than you, Grace. But I don't think it's it's not gratuitous in any way. I guess maybe people are wanting more of the sexy stuff. And I think this is more about the psychological stuff behind the sexy stuff. Uh, well, because I've also read that, that to many people, they thought this might be the kind of spiritual successor to maybe the Fifty Shades of Grey, questionable levels of consent and manipulation. 
Well, without having read or watched any Fifty Shades of anything, I, I I believe this the original novel predates that, and I think it's it's just a bit more intellectual maybe than that. So far, I would I, yeah, it doesn't feel very sexy because it feels so just like completely out there, you know. So you you kind of disassociate slightly when you're watching it. It's not like um, oh, what was that really sexy show that was on in lockdown? Normal people. Now, that's a sexy show. But this, I'm not so sure. I like the I like the the feel of the show. I think it's atmospheric and it's evocative. So I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. Uh, after two episodes, how are you feeling about it, Adam? Because I've only seen one. Yeah, I think there's a tension in there because they take a few risks, let's say. I mean, it's, you know, pretty risky having an affair with your son's girlfriend in any way. But but I, do, I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I, I saw the film version of this way back in the early 90s, as mentioned in last week's Watchlist episode. And, and I think this is an interesting alternative to the movie. So I think if you haven't seen the film, then this is just as good a way of, of consuming that story. There were some clunky lines in there, I think. But I think the performances are all really strong. Big fan of Indira Varma. I mean, if I was married to her, then, you know, I'm not sure Charlie Murphy would get a look in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. <laughs> I, I will watch this through. It's only a four part. All I can hear is demo. Is medium what? Ignore me, save yourself. <laughs> Grace is having uh, internet issues. Maybe turn your video off and just use your audio, Grace. Or don't use your audio either. <laughs> but she left and coming back. She's left. She's going to try and reboot and come back in. But yeah, I, I will watch the final two episodes of Obsession. It's only four uh, four episodes. And I think, as I said, I think the performances are really good. They do the lust at first sight thing, I think, really well. So that opening setup, I think, is believable. And then the way that it kind of plays with who has the power and who has the control in, I think, a really intelligent and interesting way. Okay. So it's the, it's the thinking person's bit of filth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's cultured smut. And speaking of smut, or at least one smutty moment, should we talk a little bit about Colin from Accounts? Because, Damon, I think you've seen... One episode of this? More, no, none of this. No, I didn't in the end. I ran out of time. I'm so sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Shall I tell you about Colin from Accounts? Could you please? Because I do want to watch it. I'm really, really enjoying this. I am three episodes in to this. The basic setup is that this Australian male uh, who's single uh, for reasons which become apparent as the, as the series goes on. He is uh, driving in his car. And a young lady, young Australian female. A Sheila. Uh, a Sheila, yeah, indeed. She walks past the car and flashes a boob at him. And as she does that, he crashes. Well, he, he runs into a dog. When he recovered from the crash, did he feel a tear? <laughs> no, certainly not in the episodes I've seen so far. <laughs> but they basically both rush this dog to the vets together. And that's where the sort of relationship begins. I really love her. I thought she was really charming and funny. He's good as well. He's very, you know, strong. They've got some good dialogue between them. They're a real life couple. So their relationship feels really authentic and natural. And they're obviously at ease with one another. You know, they've got that sort of shorthand banter, which works really well. Is it very Australian in its style and its humour? 
or would you say it is a bit more I don't know the word I'm looking for sorry this is uh, both Adam and I have been up for separate reasons from a very like a ridiculously early hour this morning so my vocab and language will leave me constantly in this yes I guess the question is does it feel very Australian in its humour uh I mean yes and no I think they've got quite a particular humour so you sort of get into the rhythm of their humour quite a lot Grace is back the final thing I'll say about it there's some really really brilliant dogs in the opening title so if you're a fan of dogs check out the opening titles for for Connor from Accounts I also really love the reveal of why the show is called Colin from Accounts. Because all the way through that first episode, I'm going, why is this show called Colin from Accounts? And you don't find out until the end of the first episode. And it's genius. So yeah, I'm three three episodes in, five more to go. It's available on the BBC iPlayer. 25, 30 minute episodes and a lot of fun. A good palate cleanser, Grace Chapman. Oh, I love a palate cleanser. <laughs> You've got this if you think it's not okay. <laughs> What? Sorry. So 3am start has got me in a very silly mood. So for those of us who maybe suffer from arrested development, when choosing between obsession and Colin from accounts, has the higher boob count. Which one has the higher boob count? You are a tit. (laughs) Over the course of the episodes I've watched, obsession definitely has the higher boob count. Well, there you go. Okay. It just depends what you're in the mood for. Demo, what age did you turn recently again? Just remind me. Four. (laughs) It's the 3am start. I'm drunk with fatigue. Um, Demo, what have you been watching? Well, I have not watched much this week, but what I have watched has been very good. So I've continued watching Blue Lights, the Northern Irish cop a show which is just getting stronger and stronger each episode. Really enjoying now, about halfway through, maybe a little bit over halfway. Six eps, I think I'm in ep four, maybe ep five. And I just think it's a really good show. Give us a quick reminder of what it's about and what makes it so good. Sure. So it's about the police service in Northern Ireland. There are three new recruits going through, four recruits going through their training, although we only really follow three and the fourth one is clearly set up to be a bit of a wrong'un. I don't think that's a spoiler. Not a wrong'un, should I say, but definitely not trustworthy. One is uh, the lead, for want of a better term, is someone who has had a career as a social worker for 20 plus years and has now moved into policing and that is affecting the way in which she polices and she's breaking down barriers that they've not been able to break down. I think that's kind of where we're going with that, her having superior soft skills. And then two really young new recruits, along with some very experienced officers in, yeah, a part of Belfast that is rife with organised crime and possibly the IRA, although it's not confirmed. So the secret services are knocking about. There's all sort of subterfuge. I just think it's, uh, as someone who spends a lot of time working with the police and social service in their training, I think it's a really interesting exploration in, in how policing can or should change to the modern era. And is there like a central case, like a lot of cop dramas that they're trying to crack? Or is it more about 
sort of the culture of policing? I say it's more to the culture, actually, although there is something big going on and the normal rank and file are trying to improve people's lives. But someone from the Secret Services is putting pressure to stay out of places, to not arrest people that should be, you know, stopped and searched on site, regardless of what they're doing, because they are op, oh, what is the phrase? But anyway, yeah, so people people of serious interest. So I, I don't really want to say much more. I already feel like I've said too much. I just think it's a really interesting uh, show. And I hope, from what I've seen so far, that A, it doesn't get shit at the end, and B, there's enough there in that world, especially given currently how things are politically in Northern Ireland, to have further series. I've seen great reviews for it, and I definitely feel like I'm missing a cop drama. So it's definitely something that I'm... What's it on again? It's on iPlayer, if you're in the UK. I don't know how you can access it at the moment uh, outside of the UK and probably the Republic of Ireland, unless you have a VPN. Yeah, I'm going to add it to my list now that I've watched a few other bits and pieces. Something that I finished watching and can highly, highly recommend is Beef on Netflix. This was our watch list episode last week and enjoyed it so much that I have devoured the 10 episodes of that since then. It takes a turn, I think, from about episode six. But this is the basic setup, as we said last week, is that Danny, uh, who's sort of working class Korean guy, and Amy, who is sort of a much more wealthy mother and uh, businesswoman, get into a road rage incident and things escalate from there. And it gets crazy and crazy. And throughout those first five episodes, you think, how far are they going to take this? But then come episode six, it shifts. And then it doesn't stop shifting, I think. Episode to episode, it covers so much more than just that original concept in terms of their relationship with each other, but also with their their relationships with their family members and friends and other, other people. It just goes to a really, really beautiful place. Uh, made by the same people as Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I think you, when by the time you get to the end, you can really sense that. Yeah, I've also watched it all the way through. What I really liked about the show is, as you said, Adam, there's loads of twists and turns. Things come out of nowhere and you think, what? And not a single point did I go, nah, it's bullshit. Sorry, I don't buy that. That's crap, just so we have another episode. All of it makes sense. It's so well plotted really well written, really well performed, directed across the board. I think every department on that show is firing on all cylinders, I think. Yeah, it's so finely crafted and beautifully shot. All of it is is really, really strong. There's a wonderful moment. I can't remember if it's episode nine or episode 10 that calls back to two throwaway moments from earlier in the series that I just thought was genius. This is in my top three shows of the year so far. Nice. Well, Obsession's fallen right down the list. (laughs) Hard to keep it up, the list. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I really need to sleep. Well, Adam, you talk about a a phenomenal Netflix production uh, in which everything is going really well. I watched, uh, uh, I believe it's a Netflix-owned film, Starring the legend that is Christian Slater and some other actors. And it's called Chupa. It's uh, quite a gritty film about the mythical Mexican creature, uh, El Chupacabre. 
And so Christian Slater plays someone who believes that they exist and is being paid by a faceless organisation to capture them because they believe the blood will heal all sicknesses. Meanwhile, a little trooper pup uh, finds its way to a family, I guess a hacienda in in the area, it is absolutely uh, a kid slash family film. It is ridiculous and stupid and absolutely batshit crazy and cheesy, but in all the right ways. So I would highly recommend uh, that if you want to watch something with kids or whether they be normal kids or like me, big kids, uh, I highly recommend that as a watch. That's uh, that's really useful to know on the day that the um, Easter holidays finished. <laughs> no, that sounds brilliant. I will check that out definitely. I am still working through the MCU films with Phoebe. We got through Ant Man the other night, so we're done with Phase Two of MCU. I have a question about Ant Man because, as you know, I don't know much about the MCU films. I suppose at any point does Ant Man say "Yas Queen"? <laughs> <laughs> Don't he, he could conceivably, but I don't remember him saying that. No. Okay, I just I just wonder how much of an ant he was. How much is he ant? How much is he man? I mean, a question we can all ask ourselves, I suppose. But <laughs> um, I'm going to start talking to just try and stop Damien from speaking. So uh, the other show that I finished this week was The Dry. This is on ITVX. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but it's a really really lovely uh, comedy and drama. Both elements of that, I think, work really, really well. There's one telegraphed moment in this that I wish they'd just done slightly differently, but otherwise I can't really fault it. It hits the landing well. The finale is is really good. And I would go for another season of this. Fortunately, it's already been renewed. So there will be a second season of The Dry. Yes, it's the Irish family comedy drama. And yeah, it really just brilliant, brilliant cast. Really well written does the laughs and does the emotional bits very, very well. So if you're looking for something good, another comedy, check that out on ITVX. I'm also continuing watching Dreamland, which has a similar style in that there's a lot of laughs in Dreamland, but the fourth episode is incredibly emotional in a really satisfying way. Again, a brilliant cast. This one's shorter. It's like 25-minute episodes, 20, 25-minute episodes, available on Sky slash Now. We'll update when I finish that one. But yeah, Dreamland is also very good. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of advertisement for Dreamland and I think I would really love it. So I definitely, definitely want to watch that because I love Margate and loving any female-led work. So it's literally ideal. And also uh, shout out to fan of the pod, Katie Poulter, who appears in Dreamland. I also believe fan of the pod Sharon Horgan was a producer on Dreamland. So really, it's just part of the family. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all so brilliant in that show. I, I, I get it. it. It went places I didn't expect it to. So can highly recommend. There's one other show that I wanted to talk about that I have finished, and that is uh, my Barry catch up. So I've got through seasons two and seasons three now of Barry, just in time for season four to start this very evening at the time of recording. Can you remind us what... Baz is about. Yeah, so Barry is a Marine, former Marine turned hitman, who on a a job happens across an acting class and somehow manages to end up on stage and picks up the acting bug. Now, the acting class is led by Gene Cousineau, 
who's played by Henry Winkler, also known as Arthur the Fonz Fonzarelli from Happy Days. I mean, all I can say is there's a. My question is, you say he's a hitman. Do you mean that he's an assassin or someone who has released a lot of very big pop songs? No, I mean an assassin. So the comedy kind of comes from him trying to give up his hitman assassin life and become an actor. He meets uh, Sally, Sally Reed, played by Sarah Goldberg. And there's a kind of romance uh, story that runs through that. And he also meets NoHo Hank, played brilliantly by Anthony Carrigan, who is a Chechen gangster. Without wanting to spoil any jokes, are there any jokes about corpsing or dying on stage? Uh, do you know what? I don't think there have been. But what it does really, really well is is sort of parody the entertainment industry. Certainly, like season three, there's a really nice swipe at um, streamers' algorithms, amongst other things. It definitely goes in bold, bonkers places. It's not afraid to make a fight scene last a whole episode or extend a chase scene through an endless traffic jam to hilarious effect. I really, really love this. I think it's, it was much, much better than I thought it was going to be. I know it's been Emmy nominated numerous times and has a lot of fans. No Ho Hank's a superb character. All of the cast are brilliant. There's plots, the story, there's twists and turns. Highly recommend Barry and can't wait. Fourth and final season, I'll be watching this evening when I get home. Sounds excellent. Grace, how's the Better Call Saul watch going? Oh, it's a bit slow. Basically, I, I got to the start of the Gene years, uh, Gene episodes, black and white. I, I just felt like I needed a moment in time just to breathe before I dived into those. So I've had my Cinnabon montage, one of my absolute favourite montages so far. And yeah, I've got three episodes left. Uh, what am I going to do? Like, actually, seriously, what am I going to do? Is there a support group I can join? A Saulport group, if you will. I mean, have you been listening along to the podcast episodes? Yeah, but then what? <laughs> we'll come up with a list for you of stuff to watch, Grace. I feel like maybe, like we have time, we should do like you know when when a, when a series ends, like a wait podcast for it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got time for that in this place. <laughs> But get straight on beef once you finish Beck or so. Do you think beef? So basically, as ever, guys, I'm a one series at a time kind of gal. So I'm going to finish Saul, obviously Succession, One True Love, ongoing. But should I go Blue Lights, Beef, Barry? What do we think? Now you'll begin with a B, so that's helpful. <laughs> uh, what about... Sorry, I'm in such a weird mood even for me. Well, maybe that's something we could ask our listeners. I think beef. Beef sounds like the right call. Yeah, I think so as well. Beef, beef you'll get through fairly quickly. Barry's a commitment, but I would recommend it. Beef, beef for a nice, short, sharp, brilliant series. Done. Blue Lights is also very good. Not helpful, Davo. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's move on quickly then to what's coming up this week. Uh, one of the shows that's coming up, Damo mentioned, because uh, you saw on the plane or something, didn't you, Damo? But True Lies is a show that we recommend not watching yeah that's Let's correct re- should we just refer people back to our watch this episode of a couple of weeks ago and to find out the reasons why they shouldn't watch true lies which is out on disney plus on the 19th of april yeah can you sum up what's wrong with it in a word for anyone who can't go back and listen to the pod sorry i was making sure that i got the right arnie quote but i was thinking of something from total recall 
not from True Lies. It's just, I mean, it's adequate TV, but the problem is, is that Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger are so good in the film. I don't really know why you'd bother with the show. I'm just not sure it's worth it. Interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about Harry Potter later on. (laughs) What? (laughs) Let's stick with what's coming out this week then. So on the 20th of April, uh, we've got The Diplomat, uh, not to be confused with the alibi show of the same name. This is on Netflix. The series centres on Kate Wyler, played by Terry Russell, who's the new US ambassador to the United Kingdom, as she has to defuse international crises, forge strategic alliances in London and adjust to her new place in the spotlight while also trying to survive a marriage to fellow Korean diplomat Hal Weiler, played by Rufus Sewell. You can see why I tried to break that into two sentences, right? (laughs) That's a lot for a day's work. It's a lot for a day's work. It also stars uh, Rory Kinnear, Celia Imry and, better call Sewell's, Michael McKean. Great. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a good cast. It does sound like a good cast. I'm not so sure that the plot is grabbing me but mm-hmm. you know maybe I'll give it a go I don't know there's a lot of stuff I've got coming up that I want to watch sounds like it a bit of high stakes admin again yeah <laughs> <laughs> um Grace do you want to tell us about Dead Ringers coming out on Prime Video on the 21st of April I'd l- I would love to so Dead Ringers is about twin gynecologists what a great start Elliot and Beverly Mantle, who perform ethically questionable procedures on infertile women. Rachel Weisz plays both of them. And Adam, I believe you've put a little uh, um, addendum here of this looks awful. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I watched the trailer and I just thought, oh, my God, I I really don't want to watch this. But I've seen other written previews that say it's actually quite good. So I do feel bad about my this looks awful comment. I've heard it gets quite hairy in places. Oh, Christ. I think I think that sounds quite interesting. I mean, starting Twin Gynecologist, I'm immediately interested in that. I'll look at the trailer and make my own mind up. Yeah, I, I would say, all joking aside, it is an interesting premise, certainly, and, and it's not to be confused with the BBC Sounds Impressionist show that has absolutely run its course. Have either of you seen the film, the David Cronenberg film, Dead Ringers, that this is a remake of? No. No. No, me either. In that film, Jeremy Irons plays the twin gynaecologist. So what this show has done is gender flipped that role. Nice. I do know one interesting bit of information about that film with Jeremy Irons. So he was asked how we differentiate between the two twins when he was acting. And he said that for one of the twins... Everything came from the head. All movement, all thought was head first. The other one, all movement and thought was chest or heart first. And although I haven't seen the film, people who I know have seen the film said that it's a really nice, subtle portrayal of two different parts of uh, of twins. Mm. Well, Rachel Weisz plays both of the women in this one. And uh, I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. So. That's the other thing about that. There we go. So that is, um, what is it? It's uh, Dead Ringers on the 21st of April on Prime Video. I, d- I don't know if anyone else has this, but every time I hear the name Rachel Weiss, I think of uh, the the old German song that was also the theme to Man in the High Castle, Edelweiss. 
Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss. No? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> so on the 21st of April, coming to the Roku channel, which is available via Sky, and now we have Slip. This stars Zoe Lister-Jones as May, who is restless in her marriage and finds herself in parallel universes, married to different people and trying to find a way back to her partner and ultimately to herself. This also stars Amar Chadha Patel, who was excellent in the sadly cancelled Willow, Whitmer Thomas and Emily Hampshire from everyone's favourite Schitt's Creek. Okay, so a bit of everything everywhere all at once with parallel universes going on. Yeah, there was another show like that, wasn't it? Oh, Shining, Shining Girls on Apple TV Plus kind of went into different mm. uh, different parallel universes. So yeah, there's, there's a bit of that going on. On the same day, on the 21st of April, we have an Apple TV Plus show called Drops of God, which is all about wine. The famous creator of the Legere Wine Guide, Alexandra Legere, has passed away at the age of 60 and he has a huge collection of expensive wine, um, which his daughter has inherited. She's got to travel to Tokyo and has to face a young enologist. I think I've said that right. Okay. Uh, which is a, a wine taster expert type person, I believe, based on a best-selling manga series. Right. I mean, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird it sounds odd and bizarre but i really enjoyed the trailer for this i'm going to give this one a go because i'm I, it's been a while since i've seen something off the wall and a little bit different so i'm you know a lot of comedy recently and i go for a bit of apple tv goodness also you gotta make sure that check clears from them totally finally then this week on sunday the oh, demo sorry no don't let him just talk over him <laughs> i don't suppose this is anything to do with uh, onanism, does it? It's a very old niche word for masturbation. Onanism? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether I said onologist right. I don't know whether I spoke proper, but I'm pretty sure it's not about masturbation. Well, it might be. Who knows? I'll let you know, you know, whether any wine bottles are used for that purpose. Mm, big brother callback. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. I was I was going to say, I feel like the whole drama around people opening a bottle of wine and tasting it and smelling it and all that is pretty wanky. But I prefer the Big Brother mid noughties reference. Where is Kinga and is she OK? This is derailed massively. She needs to go to see one of the gynecologists, probably. Right. Finally, on the Sunday, the 23rd of April, the show that I'm most looking forward to this week is Malpractice on ITVX when the respected Dr. Lucinda Edwards loses an opioid overdose patient, an investigation is launched, probing into her conduct on that night. Stars Neve Algar, Lorne McFadden, and Harriet Walters. It was written by Grace Afori Attar, and it's produced by World Productions, the makers of The Line of the Duty. I'm excited about this. I wasn't a big fan of Line of Duty, but I'm really interested in the premise of this. And I would like to say this should be our watch list for next week. Okay, let's go for that then. So it's Sunday at 9pm. doesn't give us very long because we usually record on a Monday night. But if we can squeeze that one in there, I would also agree this is the best show for us to go for. We've got two minutes to cover a bit of news. Any news items you want to pick out in particular? Yeah, well, what I was talking about earlier, and I'm happy that I've had the opportunity to explain it, is the Harry Potter reboot. Yes. 
So why? Why is it? Why? It's happening to keep the Harry Potter franchise alive in the hearts and minds of young children all over the world. Uh, the plan is to do a season per book. So they're planning a seven season series with a completely new cast. Yeah. And that's kind of all the details that we have on it so far. OK, I just I personally don't see the point, but I, I'm happy to be proved wrong. Also, very mixed feelings about J.K. Rowling. Thought we'd all agreed on that. Anyway, yeah, feeling a bit weird about that one, not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, we'll wait and see if it definitely happens. I think mm-hmm. it's sort of early stages at the moment. But um, yeah, it's a concern. <laughs> Aren't people just fucking over Harry Potter yet? <laughs> the balance. We could have a whole other podcast on this. But like, you know, I grew up on the books. So they've, I do hold a special place in my heart. I've got time for the movies, especially the last few where they threw a lot of budget at it. But I just don't think, I mean, look, if this was telling a different story, it's the same story. Yeah, definitely. I wonder whether it's a rights thing and whether they have a certain amount of time that they have to use those characters before their rights expire or something like that. I don't I don't know. And whether it's problematic getting permission to write stories. I mean, the Fantastic Beasts stuff wasn't a huge hit, was it? No. Something that I am very excited about is the Game of Thrones Duncan Egg stories coming to HBO. This has been announced recently. Uh, the Duncan Egg books are really, really good stories. Egg is one of the Targaryens. So he's Aegon, is his full name. And he is the brother of Aemon Targaryen, who is the elderly uh, Night's Watch maester in the original Game of Thrones season. So Egg is also. Uh, spoiler for Game of Thrones if you haven't seen it Jon Snow's great grandfather so where does this lie in the Game of Thrones keeping up with the Targaryens timeline so it's a, it's it's before Game of Thrones Aemon is still alive in Game of Thrones right and it's his brother so it kind of takes place in Aemon's childhood really so you know not not that far before Game of Thrones but after but- Hammer Dragon obviously Yes. Yeah. So Sir Dunk is a hedge knight and he so he's kind of like a a knight, a wandering knight, if you like, not associated with any particular house, uh, not certainly not one of the large knights. And their stories are just wonderful. Who doesn't love a big knight out? <laughs> are we done? Are we done? Are we saving all the rest Please. of the for next week? We don't want to talk about Jodie Foster's trailer in True Detective Night Country. Or the fact that Tourist Season 2 has started production and is taking place in Ireland. Or the fact that A League of Their Own is getting a second season, which will just be four episodes and will finish off that brilliant story uh, from last year. Or the fact that White Lotus Season 3 has been confirmed to be in Thailand. So both Damien and I were wrong with our guesses of Iceland and Japan. And that Danny DeVito, there's some rumours about Danny DeVito. Come on now. I mean, if Laura Dern does follow through with her voiceover work from season two and Danny DeVito, guys, we could be onto something. Yes, indeed. Demo. Are we going to see Christopher Moltisante then again or not? Maybe. And on that cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's it for the Watch List. We hope you've enjoyed this and we've given you some food for thought on what to watch over the next coming week. We'll be back next week where we'll be talking about malpractice. You can also catch our specials on Succession, Ted Lasso, The Mandalorian and Yellow Jackets. Four shows we've got coming out over the next few weeks. 
And if you want to get in touch with us about anything, you can contact us on the social media at TVDNAPod or email TVDNAPod at gmail.com. Go and watch Beef or Colin from Accounts or Obsession. Thank you. Goodbye. Bubbly lights. Bye. Bye.